This episode is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Introducing DirecTV Stream, the best of live TV and on demand, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. So whether you want to catch the game live or watch the latest blockbuster, they've got you covered. And there's no annual contract. DirecTV Stream. Get your TV together at directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet and compatible device. Content varies by package and location. Restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Cox Home Life. Cox helps make your home smarter. And now you can pull up your Home Life cameras on your TV with your Contour voice remote and some simple voice commands. To learn more, visit cox.com slash thisishome. you got excited out there right it is not friday for me maybe it is for you and i hope that it is uh but i'm midweek here and i'm recording this episode but that is how my husband walks in after work every week at the end of the week he throws open the door and says it's friday and it's kind of a signal for me that the weekend has started that it's time to shift the routine for a couple of days and do things a little differently and get out of the work chore mode. There's still plenty of that, but it feels different on the weekends, doesn't it? When he walks in and, and yells, it's Friday, it feels like a celebration and it makes me happy. Now, granted, uh, there are times when he walks in and shouts in his all happy mood, it's Friday, while my tween daughter is shrieking that I don't understand her and I'm an awful mom and the cat is clawing on the couch and there are dishes in the sink and I'm slightly pissed off that he's all ready to celebrate the weekend and I'm still dealing with the drama but most of the time it's all good when I hear it's Friday ring out then I know it's time to celebrate and that's what we're going to be talking about here on Simply Said. I'm Polly Campbell. Thanks for joining me on the podcast where we talk about practical ways. And by practical, I mean the things that even I can do to, to live well, do good, and be happy. And let me tell you what, if I can do them, anyone can do them. <laughs> things are kind of crazy around here most days. It's kind of a sitcom life. And I know you know what I'm talking about because that's just how life is. Life is full there's lots of stuff going on. And that's why I think this episode today is even more important because we need to pause a minute at different times throughout our day to celebrate the things that are fun, to be silly, to play, to notice the goodness in our life. And we celebrate everything around here, but not in a big way. It doesn't take monumental gestures. I don't need $50 bouquets of roses ever. Um, no, don't spend $50 in flowers on me. Get get the grocery store flowers and then uh, take me out to eat or golfing or something, right? I don't, need, I don't need that kind of gesture. And we don't need to do gifts. I'm, that's not the kind of celebration I'm talking about today. I'm talking about marking the moments of our lives by pausing to notice 
what is working and enjoying them a little bit. So and he walks in and throws open the door and says, it's Friday. Maybe we'll have some chips and salsa and a cocktail or a mocktail. Not for me, not a mocktail, but a mocktail. And that's just a little mini celebration that builds connection between the three of us. It helps us unwind and shift gears into the weekend. It's kind of a fun place. We sit on our kitchen stools at the kitchen bar and just kind of catch up for a few minutes before we go about our crazy schedule. That's just one mini celebration. We also make silly lunches for April Fool's Day for our daughter. Uh, we mark Valentine's Day with a new pair of socks or something, you know, equally as romantic. One year before we were married, uh, my husband gave me a wrench to fix my own garbage disposal. Who says romance is dead? So I will give him some credit for that. <laughs> but we celebrate birthdays with a fancy dessert and a birthday banner out front. The beginning of duck football season, I celebrate by drinking coffee from a special mug. It's just a kind of play. The celebrations don't have to be expensive or time-consuming or long. You don't have to do go to a lot of work to plan until it sucks the energy right out of you, right? A celebration can just be a break in the routine, an acknowledgement of your shared moment together, or even a quiet moment of recognition for you, a private moment. I have all kinds of celebrations to mark my progress. And uh, my mini celebrations can be as simple as buying a new pen because office supplies people, or leaving the office early, or sitting quietly in my office and looking out at the trees and, and doing a gratitude practice. When my first book came out, my celebration privately was as simple as just sitting there and, and holding my book in my hands and, and giving thanks for that moment I'd worked so hard for. These are all ways to mark the moment instead of rushing through our chores and our days. And they allow us to stop and become mindful and take note of the lives we are living. And that's good for us because not only do we enjoy the play and the fun of the celebration of the moment, but it lingers with us then. It, it sticks to us a little bit, those positive feelings. And that helps us build resilience and manage stress going forward. With these mini celebrations, it's like we build a bank account of goodness, right? So when the hard stuff comes and we know it's going to come, we have something in our account to draw from. It's an emotional bank account of goodness that we can pull those pleasant memories out of and those accomplishments out of and celebrate them again to remember what we're capable of and what we've done before. So when you're going through that messy divorce and wondering if there's going to be a time when you're happy again, you can pull from that emotional bank account and think of times when it was working, when you were fine on your own and the friendships you have and the connections you have, and that will buoy you during the difficult times, right? This happens in parenting all the time, right? I'm, I'm raising a teenager. We're a couple of weeks away from teenagehood, actually. I can remember many times, even just last week, when my daughter was sweet and loving. So when things are crazy, it's just a moment. It's just a moment that's difficult to get through. But when I go to bed that night, I can unwind and, oh, okay, right. I remember these days. I do that in my marriage. I do that at work. There are days at work that none of us want to be there, right? 
but we can remember the great paycheck. We can remember a good time with the coworkers or a project when we felt particularly successful and draw on that during the more difficult times to help keep going. That emotional bank account, when we celebrate the small moments of our life, we are making a deposit and we can pull from that when we need it going forward. This isn't about faking it, right? It's not about making up stuff when you're miserable, but it's about finding the pockets of goodness that are always there too. We are complicated beings and we can hold the negative and the positive all at the same time. Right in the middle of our bad day, we can have good moments. And when we mark them, we hold on to them a little longer. Despite the crap, there is still plenty of goodness right now. So what will you celebrate? Will you celebrate writing a book, a good golf score, a birthday? And we celebrate every birthday. We don't just have big birthdays in this family. We celebrate every birthday. Will you celebrate that you made it to the gym for the second day in a row or that you lost five pounds or that you did a particularly difficult project to the best of your ability? Uh, will you celebrate the return of summer or a visit with the grandkids? or a Friday. Maybe you'll have a few things that come up time and time again, or maybe sometimes you'll just celebrate the moment. You find a friend is coming in from out of town and you meet for drinks with a group and make a toast, right? It can be that simple. So are you ready to celebrate? Here's how I do it. Number one, recognize the moment. What are you proud of? What feels good? Then set the scene. And by that, I mean, we have to pause. We have to be deliberate in our actions and our choices. So if you're gonna acknowledge this moment, do something different. Stand up from your desk chair and go to a favorite corner of your house. Or if you're at work, you know, go outside for a minute or clap your hands. Do something to transition from the mundane moment into the moment where we're going to recognize this feeling or accomplishment or something fun, like you get a new pair of shoes and you're excited about it. Recognize it, commemorate it, and take an action to do it. So now at this point, you have recognized the moment, you're pausing to change your state to become deliberate, and you're gonna commemorate it somehow. You're going to make a toast, say a prayer, give a hug or a high five. You might Run off to Office Depot, not an ad. Run off to Office Depot and pick up a new pen. Whatever it is, hold the book in your hands and flip through the pages and smell the, the fresh ink, which I know is a little bizarro, but it, it's actually really something if you've ever held a brand new off-the-press book in your hand. Pretty cool. Whatever it is, this celebration can be a one-off, in-the-moment, impromptu thing that you enjoy. Or it can be something like it's Friday, something we kind of made a ritual of. So decide how you're going to notice the goodness in your life. And if you do want to make it into something bigger, a regular ritual, then that actually adds some oomph to it. Research by Kathleen Rose from the University of Minnesota shows that rituals actually enhance our enjoyment of the mama, whatever it is. When we perform the same steps around the same activity each time, that becomes a ritual that actually enhances our experience 
of the activity, according to Vo's research. She looked at several things on this, and it started when she was uh, paying attention to how she mixed her coffee each morning and poured in the cream and sugar and the ritual around that and then savored the coffee. In her research, she looked at people who blow out birthday candles on the cake before they eat the cake. Those who pause over the candles, then blow them out, actually enjoy the cake more. The ritual itself, the act of blowing out the candles, enhances the flavor of the cake for people who do that. I have a morning ritual. It starts with a very simple, quick gratitude practice. Then I do morning pages where I write a few pages in my journal just to get the cobwebs out. Then there's a morning study where I'll read a book that associates to my work or my own personal growth for anywhere from five minutes to 40 minutes, depending on my schedule. And those steps prime me for the day. It takes less than an hour, but it amps me up and it gets me grounded and ready to roll. And when I miss that ritual in the morning, I don't feel as energized. So I do it every morning. Many writers, myself included, have rituals that they do before writing to prime their brain to kick it up a notch when they sit down at the computer or at the notebook. Athletes have pre-race rituals. So what are the rituals in your life? You know, when I drink my first cup of coffee in the morning, which is during my morning ritual, I, I, it's one of my favorite times of the day. And every morning I'll lift that coffee up and, and hold the heat, cup it in my hands, and, and then lift it to my lips and just feel the steam and smell the aroma and before I sip it. I love that time. So that brings us to a Simply Start segment because on this show, we're always looking for quick steps we can take to amp up our experience right now. And right now, let's create our own ritual. A ritual can be any set of actions or procedures or processes or steps, usually more than one, mostly three to five things that you can repeat that are repeated and performed in a meaningful or ceremonial way each time. So my morning ritual with the morning page, the coffee, the gratitude, the coffee, the morning pages, I do it in the same order every day. Um, and the first sip of coffee is always done the same way by cupping the mug in my hands and bringing that up to my, my chin and my lips and breathing in that aroma. Perhaps you wanna start your own ritual so think about the ritual you're going to do in the morning. How are you going to start your day? What is a five minute process you can do each morning that's gonna help you stay grounded, uh, ease stress, feel connected to yourself for the day ahead? Uh, maybe your ritual happens at the dinner table when you bring the family together over dinner each night. Uh, we have a ritual at the dinner table where we talk about our goodnesses. We give our gratitude for the day and everybody says one thing they're grateful for and then we go ahead and eat. Um, maybe you have a ritual of a Sunday supper. Maybe you say grace at the table or give a toast, scolds, right? Rituals are a huge part of our life. They are part of our graduation ceremonies and marriages and funerals. And in every case, they provide an opportunity for emotional expression and contemplation and connection. 
A lot of us are facing big graduations right now where, where a child or nephew in my case are going off into the world. And those ceremonies, the pomp and the circumstance, I mean, it's right there in the title of the song. It's a way to mark our growth and independence, and it's meaningful. The ritual adds weight to the transition. Okay, When it comes to grief and our experience of loss, whether it's the loss of a pet or a loss of a loved one, research by Michael Norton and Francesca Gino have shown that even a short ritual can diffuse our feelings of upset and anger by giving us a sense of greater control. So often when we lose someone we care about, it feels like the world is ending ourselves and, and there's nothing we can do about it. But they have found that by marking those moments of our lives, the fun, easy things and celebration and the harder, more difficult transitions can help us feel more connected and more in control of our lives. And that eases stress. I love our little silly celebrations and rituals around here. If you decide to create your own, let me know how it goes. What did you decide to do and why? How does it feel? A lot of successful people, CEOs in business and uh, in television and so forth, I've heard them talk numerous times about their morning rituals. So how are you going to start your day? What are three things or four things you're going to do each morning to get your day off to the right start? If you decide to do this, let me know how it works for you. Is it cumbersome? Are you in the habit of it? Has it helped you? Did you keep up with it or did you give it up? In the beginning, it's like any new habit. If we are starting a morning ritual, it takes a few mornings to get in sync with it, to even remember to do it. So do something that feels natural to you, but important to help you pause in the moments of your life, be deliberate in noticing them, and choose a series of simple acts that'll help you get grounded in the day. And also, if you celebrate the little things in your life, let me know how you celebrate. You can drop me a tweet at P.L. Campbell or go to my blog at www.imperfectspirituality.com. You can also sign up for my newsletter there and communicate with me directly through that. And, and in that newsletter, you can get more notes and tips about how to live well, do good, and be happy. So if you're trying these things, let me know. I'd love to share it with our listeners. I think we're all in this together, and these are some little things that can have a big impact on our life. That brings us to the Simply Nifty segment. I love, 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 love the book called Daily Rituals by Mason Curry. He takes a look at the habits and rituals of artists and writers and playwrights and, and painters, and it's a fascinating and reassuring book. And it's part of my writing ritual. When I'm embarking on a new project, embarking, who says that word? When I'm beginning a new project, maybe we'll stick with that. I start um, by reading this book. I'll sit at my desk for a few minutes and, and pick a small section and read through it. This book is, is a mix of stories from these different artists and writers. And they're smaller snippets. So you can pick it up at any time and read a quick segment and be inspired and ready to roll. And so thanks to Mason Curry for one of my favorite books in the Simply Nifty segment. It's called Daily Rituals. Check it out. This is not an ad. I just love this book, and I think you will too. I think you'll find it simply nifty. Maybe I'll see if I can get him on the show one day. I would be, if you know Mason Curry, have him get in touch. We'll, we'll do that. <laughs> if you have something you think is simply nifty, let me know about that too. You can tweet me at PL Campbell or hit me up on my blog, www.imperfectspirituality.com.
And that's it for today. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear on Simply Said, please download, give a five-star review, let others know about it, put up billboards about the show, try skywriting about it, anything you want to do to let others know about it. Thank you for taking the time to listen. I'm Polly Campbell, Simply Said. Now, let's do good, live well, and be happy. (music) 